Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Fandrag Sports Premier League Podcast. I'm Sebastian Noren. With me is Polly Quistel and Elliot Niblock. I have a little bit of a sore throat here today, but I am um I'm glad I found a bag of Swedish Vix uh menthols, so I'm gonna power don't, through. I don't know why. I was so sure you were gonna say Swedish fish. <laughs> no. Yeah, same here. Swedish fish wouldn't uh, that would be worse. That would make it worse when you got oh, all yeah. that gelatin and stuff. No. Not as bad as like the salty licorice. That stuff. Uh, oh, it's so good. It's so oh, good. Oh no. So good. Speaking of Sweden, did you guys actually win today? Oh no. No, we, they lost in OT. Oh. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. World Junior Championship in hockey. Oh well. Another year going unbeaten in the group stage and then yeah. coming up short where it matters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, there's always next year. But we're going to talk about the Premier League and Match Day 20. And then we're going to take a little look at the third round of the FA Cup that is coming up this weekend. And um, Are we skipping Match Day 19? Yeah. I'll be important really happen then. I mean, I guess we can bake it in since we've had two match days. Um, yeah, we'll do that. We'll bake it all in into one glorious mess of results. The layer cake of fixtures. Yeah. And then we'll jump into the FA Cup. Uh, Chelsea, their phenomenal run got an end. Uh, match day 19, they beat, defeated Stoke 4-2. to But then, then they lost. 2 nothing defeat on the road against Tottenham. Deli Alley with both goals. Um, I mean, there's, there's no need to panic if you're a Chelsea supporter. You you still have a very good team. No, I love how that no, how that like I even saw an article about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was like, should Chelsea hit the point? It was like, dude, yeah. you lost for the first time in thirteen games. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I don't understand how <laughs> it can <laughs> it can get so blown out of proportion. It's like, no, it, it's one loss. You you're good. You're yeah, still like, good. Teams teams lose. It yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, you still have a five point lead at the top of the table. You're still in phenomenal form, and. It was just one of those, you know, it was an off day for them. And Tottenham were playing at their best, I would say, almost. I don't know if it was an off day. Also, like a tactical masterpiece for Marcio Pochettino. Ooh. Some no. praise they're, for the Argentine. There are also two two managers who clearly have a lot of respect for one another, mm-hmm. which even though I don't have much love for either of their clubs, I do... I, it's something that's nice to see, you know, especially in the era of Mourinho, Wenger, Pep Guardiola rivalries where they throw water bottles and get sent to the stands. What are you talking about? Do you mean grumpy old men? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love seeing Antonio Conte on the sideline. He's hilarious. I mean, he, him and Jurgen Klopp and Slaven Bilic. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are the top three right there. They are phenomenal to watch on the sidelines. He Boy, just... let's give Let's let's give some credit to Pochettino because he's doing what the other big egotistical managers don't do, and that is Pochettino has a team that can, that you know they play a certain way. He says, you know what, we're at our best playing, playing like this, like mm-hmm. X. But he says against certain teams, we're not going to beat them if we play like that. You know, maybe that plays into their hands, or maybe like you know they play the same way and they're better at it than we. So what did he do against Manchester City? He changed things up and he said, this is what we're going to do just against Manchester City. 
because this is going to work against Manchester City and probably nobody else. And he changed his shape against Arsenal, and he got a one-one out of that. He didn't have uh, he didn't have a fully fit Harry Kane in that game, and he did it again. He he looked at Chelsea and he said, "This is what we have to do against Chelsea." He threw out like a million central midfielders into this game, mm-hmm. played with a back three, then like a midfield triangle. Uh, Deli Ali was like pushed up uh, to, so he was making back. He was making runs off of Chelsea's back, who is not as big as him, and that's where they exploited Chelsea, and that's how they beat them. But it, you know, is that going to work against every team? Probably not. But he said, "Look, this is where Chelsea are going to be vulnerable, um, and we're going to." him in that way and run that against you know what we said Pep Guardiola who's out there every game and he says we're going to play my way and if that you know he did it against Leicester and it blew up in his face yeah yeah Pochettino definitely deserves credit for what he's done and I feel like he's he's shown for a while here now that he's a really talented manager and yeah you know it's having said that if I were if I were a Tottenham fan I would be infuriated that my team consistently beat the best teams in the league, and then we'll lose to, like, Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're in fine form now. We'll see if they can keep it up and find a way to maybe catch Chelsea if they do slip up any more. But this is what I think is just a blip on the radar for Chelsea. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we all think that. Yeah. I mean, of course it is. It's, it's more just... Yeah, the the issue it, it it's now it looks the league looks exciting because you have what six teams within ten points, five teams within seven points. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chelsea are still going to uh, run away with the league. I th- maybe not run away with it, but I think they're going to win it. But damn, it's yeah. going to be exciting watching the other five teams compete for three spots. Yeah, I mean, you already gave them the title, so I mean, that's over. We're playing for second place. Well, they now. already have the. We're title. playing for second they place. Have it. Yeah, I Seb, know. if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. I am. And I'm just going to repeat itself. I'm just giving you stick. That's all. That's all. I, well, I'm not backing off words. Give me stick in May if Chelsea aren't holding the tip, the trophy. Then you can give well, me stick I mean, in May, but. Yeah, we'll. I mean, they're still probably going to clinch it in sometime in April. But honestly, this this is just a chink in the armor. It means that oh, maybe they can't clinch it in late March. But mm-hmm. ooh. yeah, next league game for Chelsea that's against Leicester um, a week from Saturday, while Spurs play at home against West Brom. So, but. F- before that, they got some FA Cup business to take care of. Um, looking at other results from match day 19, uh, should we take a look at Liverpool, perhaps? They uh, they defeated Manchester City 1-0, and then uh, a 2-2 draw to Sunderland. Yeah, and I think uh, that, I mean, the... go ahead, Paul. I was just going to say, is this not the Jurgen Klopp in a nutshell? Well, I mean, did did they just... schizophrenic ability to do, you know, beat world beaters and then get beat by a team that has looked like they're going to get relegated for most of the season? Or rather, drop points, I should say. Yeah, it's that. It's also, this is like a classic letdown game. Like, you know, we just gave all, we gave it our all Mm -hmm. against Manchester City. We put on a masterpiece there. You know, they, they kept a clean sheet, which is something that Liverpool don't do. And then... Uh, you know, like 
48 hours later, you're asked to go out there against Sunderland, look at it and say, well, Sunderland's terrible. They have a manager who pretty much never beats us. So let's just go through the motions and we'll get the win. And it just didn't happen. Yeah, and they played pretty Although, much the same 11, too. Yeah, and, and Jurgen, Klopp, Jurgen Klopp said he gave his players a chance to uh, to back out. He said, if anybody feels that they can't give their all, you could come to me and, you know, I won't mess with you and I won't mention it. The, the media will not find out. I won't say why you're not playing and I won't hold it against you. Obviously, um, every single one of these players has an ego and none of them would ever think to do that. And I, I, I think maybe Jurgen Klopp, because of the fact that none of them he trusted them a little bit too much. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but but also, right, like this wouldn't, they still would have won were it not for that idiotic handball, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the issue that I would have right now if I'm Liverpool is, is I, I think they're, they're in a good position. You know, they're probably going to finish second. I don't think Chelsea, Liverpool finish one, two, if only because, uh, Arsenal, nor Tottenham, nor United are going to ever find that kind of consistency. And Chelsea and Liverpool are not going to have to deal with Europe in the coming months. They'll have mm-hmm. to deal with the cluster of January. But once that happens, you know, Arsenal's schedule doesn't get any easier. Tottenham's schedule doesn't get any easier. United's doesn't get easier. Chelsea's and Liverpool's does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see if the I, I non-European think... factor or non-European play factors in. But... Well, but yeah, I also they... think that it's going to be hard for them, even though, admittedly, Mane, as I just said, was at fault in you know, dropping those two points in that foolish handball. But it's going to be hard for them without him at the African Cup of Nations. I mean, I, this is there's, this is going to be their test. I, I mean, and their biggest test, obviously, is that they go to Old Trafford in three weeks. Uh, yeah, the question is, will Jose Mourinho have any... Um have any interest in staging a football match that day? When he went to Anfield, he had none. Yeah, God. But, if they go in with the same mindset as that game, I'm not. No. I'll watch, yes, right I'll watch the gonna, five first minutes and then I'll be like, nope. You're, right now, you're, right now you do have to overcome the loss of Sadio Mane and you still don't have Coutinho back. And uh, I think Coutinho's back to training, so... That's good news, but until he comes back, you know, maybe he'll be back by their next league game, but that get a little dicey. Yeah. To not have either of them. Okay, well, this is sort of a side tangent, but which team do you think is going to be hurt the most by having players leave for the African Cup of Nations? Oh, it used to always be the easy option. It always used to be Chelsea. Yeah, but that's, those <laughs> days are gone. That's unfortunate. Yeah, just <laughs> to lose their whole team. I mean, um... I think I think that honestly, the the importance of Sadio Mane for Liverpool is huge, and I think that it's going to be harder for them in the absence of both him and also Coutinho. And so I think that for that reason, they're going to probably feel the Sadio Mane shaped gap that much more. Mm. Um, I mean, are there, are there that many? Um, yes. There just maybe aren't, maybe there aren't that many African players in the Premier League yet. No, there are. I mean, I, mean, I think, I, I think the answer is it's going to be someone lower in the table. 
Leicester, let's say this. Leicester, they're going to be without Morris, Slimani, and Amarte. Yeah. Well, there's your answer. There's your answer right there. The other answer is Dortmund, who are going to lose Pierre Aubameyang, but they don't have to play for most of January. Yes. Um, but I, but Seb, I think that that's, that, and it's possible that if this is the, you know, the full flip flop from champions to relegated club, that we may be looking back at January and these fixtures without Mares to say, well, that's really when it all went south at the King Power, truly. Yeah, West Ham. Or they... someone steps up because Mars has been terrible. Here. True. Uh, West Ham will be without Andre Ayu and Cheke Kuate. I mean, that, those are two pretty good players. Um, other notables. I know Sunderland, they're, they're going to be without three players. They're going to be without... Well, wait, West Ham yes. are also going to be without that guy that got sent off the other day. No. Is he? Yeah, he leaves for the African Cup of Nations. Uh, it was important because West Ham appealed his red card, so the red card got overturned. So he's not suspended for the matches that he's going to miss anyway. Now. I guess that's important. Uh, who is that again? Feguli? Yeah. Okay. He's going to the African Cup of Nations. I didn't know he was in their squad. He is. He, oh. he's, they, were, they were making a huge deal about that. He was doing the walk of shame. That's I, well. That also makes more sense why they didn't appeal that red card because that. No, they did. They, no, they did. No, they, they did. did. The it got card, rescinded. And they, and they actually won the appeal, and yep. you never see people win the appeal on the red card. Oh, yeah. They actually won the appeal. Well, I mean, funny was... because now he is now not suspended for three games that he is going to miss anyway. Hmm. I don't see him in the lineup though. I'm pretty sure that they kept. He was leaving for the African Cup of Nations the next day. Because he's Algerian, right? I'm looking at the right I don't team. Know. Yeah. Maybe he's not Algerian. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Either way, Sunderland, they're going to be without uh, Wahbi, Kazri, Lamine, Kone, and Didier Ndong. Yeah, but Jermaine Defoe is English, and he's still there. Um, mm-hmm. uh. Stoke. No Mama Biram Diouf, no Ramadan Sobi or Wilfred Bonny. So who's going to score goals for Stoke? No I one. didn't know Wilfred Bonny had even started scoring goals Ooh, for Stoke. Shit. He had two against Swansea. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, there's some players missing. Uh, Saha is going to be missing for Crystal Palace. That's a big one. Oh, he's going? I believe so. He's in the he's Ivory Coast. He's doing that one. He's, he's in the Ivory Coast he's team. One time switch? Yeah. I knew he was in their uh, early, he was in their preliminary roster. I did not know that he was going to do the one-time switch and actually play for the Ivory Coast. Because mm-hmm. he has appeared for England before. Yes, in non-competitive matches. Right, they so were therefore, friendlies. Therefore, he can make the switch. Uh, and then, Typical England not caring about dual nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arsenal will be without Mohamed El-Nini. Yeah. Yes. And with that, let's but go it's to... it's fine because they have Olivier... Giroud, who is Let's, in form. Yeah, they don't really play the same position, though, I would say. Um, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of Arsenal, uh, they took a 2 nothing victory against Crystal Palace on New Year's Day. And the then... arse cry game. What? The arse cry. When the, when the Premier League does their hashtags. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like the, the three things. It's, it's arse cry. Yes. A R S C R Y. Yes. 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 
And then they got a 3-3 draw on the road against Bournemouth two days later. Uh, coming back from a 3-0 deficit. Let's start with that first game because that's where Giroud scored that phenomenal scorpion kick goal. Yeah, but it's this is also, I mean... I oh, you, want to talk, have... you want to talk about the draw. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, I, obviously I want to talk about that too. But the, the thing is that, for, okay, first of all, it was a thing of beauty. If you haven't seen it before, you know, pause this podcast or open another tab if you're on your computer and look it up right now. It is, it's one of the best goals I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Hands down, right? It's not just a scorpion kick. I mean, you saw it's it before because Mikatari did it. Yeah, but it's a scorpion kick off the crossbar too. And it's just, and it's totally intentional. It's beautiful, regardless. I don't care. You can have the Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Mkhitaryan did it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it's so quintessentially Giroud in that, and he did the same thing in the previous fixture. Also, is that he misses a sitter and then scores the winner. He misses a sitter and then scores one of the most beautiful goals I've ever seen. And I, I, I love it, but it's just, it's so, it bespeaks his inconsistency. That said, still, hats off to him. It was a phenomenal piece of skill, and I feel lucky to have witnessed that. Mm. He also had a very good game against well, this Well, this just goes back, this goes back to everything that, you know, I used to say, you know, last year when I was watching France and their families building up to the Euros, and it was like, oh, Drew just missed the wide-open header just missed a wide open header and it was like oh there you go Giroud puts one in the net and France have a late lead and it's like yeah because on the dot like that fifth chance he gets that fifth easy easy chance he'll finally put that in but it's like dude you gotta hit more than one out of five when you're getting a free header from the six yard box mm-hmm. yeah you had a good it's, it, 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 yeah no I, I agree with Elliot it's, it's gotta be incredibly frustrating to watch that because he does he scores sensational goals and then he just misses so the easy it's it's you know who it's like it's like Jorge Gomez when he was the goalkeeper for Tottenham would make unbelievable saves and let in the softest goals mm-hmm. yeah Giroud had two assists and the game tying goal against Bournemouth uh, but still let down for Arsenal there um, hugely so <laughs> as they slipped down to fifth place yeah. I mean, and just... you knew. I mean, you knew it was coming. They do this once every festive period. They they lose to a terrible or something. They bailed themselves well, out. Well, drop week. points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, yes, and it was it was just it was so frustrating because they just looked totally switched off. And also, that was the worst game I've seen Hector Bellerin play in an Arsenal shirt his entire career. Yeah, that was right? a, he did not he have was, a good game. He was totally at fault for two of the three goals. And it was, well, I guess you could also kind of fault Ramsey for not covering better on the first goal. But Doesn't that make I, it I still point borderline the okay, though? So, all right, so Hector Bellerin had the worst game he's ever had. First of all, you know, one game always has to be your worst. But yes. number two, and more importantly, is, okay, he had a bad game. Like, the guy's 21 years old, and he's one of yeah. the right backs in the Premier League like he's sensational no, no, I, I I agree I mean I agree with you that there is you can put a spin on it that says this bespeaks his quality overall that you know that these are few and far between but nonetheless it was still you know it was still a poor performance but you know Paul your point is it's well a, taken it's not it's it not a performance that you want to see 
it's you don't want to see your worst game come when the rest of your team is playing like crap also. You know, like if if none other guys are having great games and Hector Bellerin is just getting outrun one game, you know, that happens and you'll probably make up for it. It's not good when the rest of the team looks lethargic and Hector Bellerin looks terrible. Yep. Very, very true. Having having said that, then Arsene Wenger released his annual how could we play on such rest as if like he hasn't been doing this for 20 years as if like <laughs> once again the 20th straight time the december january schedule caught him by surprise yeah and even that i'm sorry but if your team comes back from three goals down over the last 15 minutes of the third game you can't tell me that your Wait. team is the most tired yeah, no, fatigue. <laughs> because exactly. I mean, that's a great point, that you're right? Playing is more tired. <laughs> yeah, it's the fatigue was a factor, but it's absolutely not reducible to that. And it it was it was a frustrating performance in many ways. And but at the same time, I mean, when you save a point in stoppage time, it was still thrilling. I still was, you know pounding my hands on the bar in Chicago when we scored both the second and third goals. And, and I also, I kind of always knew it was just like, okay, if Alexis Sanchez scores before the 80th minute, then there's a chance that we can save something from this game. And you know, lo and behold, that's what happened. There you go. And then it's news. Like I, it's a headline on the internet. Uh, Wenger's going to rest his stars for the FA Cup against Preston. Like, oh, wow. Okay. You have a you have a home FA Cup tie. It's home, I think, right? Nope, it's away. Oh, okay, whatever. You have an FA Cup tie against lower league opposition, and you're going to rest your stars. Wow, that's breaking news. Suddenly, like, give me a break, Wenger. Trying to make a big deal out of it. Oh, we get it. But we are seeing, like, the schedule caught you by surprise again. There's a lot of games. You need to rest to Sanchez, even though you constantly complain he plays too much, and then you keep Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. That's true. Uh, two points behind Arsenal, we find Manchester United, who have five straight wins in the league now. Uh, starting to make things a little bit interesting. Six. 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 Don't discount us. We have we seven go. overall, six in the league. Oof. So, yeah, uh, over the. Uh, we're still 10 points back, man. We're still. T- like, it's like, we're doing so well, and it's like. You're still just like, you're looking up at the mountain like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, New Year's Eve, a 2-1 to win over Middlesbrough, and then a 2 nothing win over West Ham two days later. So, uh, finally starting It's the to aura. See... The aura's coming back. The see... aura's coming back, and I'll tell you why. Yes. The aura of Manchester United is coming back because we had that late comeback. We scored twice in like 90 seconds in the last five minutes to beat borrow um because our brilliant manager i love how everybody says oh he made substitutions to to change this match he also wasted the first 63 minutes by by um having marijuana fellaini on the field i'm mm-hmm. surprised middlesbrough came off because he was their best defender uh every single manchester united attack was stopped by fellaini so middlesbrough kind of lost that match when they took him off the field um, but the magic is coming back because we got the late, the late comeback at Old Trafford and followed by in the next game, a really horrible referee decision going our way. Mm-hmm. The aura is coming back. God, that really was just, just remarkably garbage. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, but they clever. appealed the red card. They they appealed the red card, so he's not suspended. So everybody wins. You know, there's nothing, <laughs> no harm, no foul. Except the only team that literally won was Manchester United. Yep. Not West Ham. And and it's funny. It's like I listened to a podcast today where they're like, I mean, the decisions that Mourinho made, like the substitution he made, it changed the game. Like, give me a break. Like this isn't like looking at Tottenham and looking at their lineup and being like, okay, well, if I insert like Sissoko into the game now, who's been hot and cold this year, but like, you know, you say this is a game where maybe he can make a difference. And like he comes on and makes a difference. Okay. That's a good, a good move. It's like we inserted Juan, who's a player that costs $35 million or million pounds has won the the year award before. And we inserted Marcus Rashford, who Everybody just says is a player so smart beyond his age, and he is a really smart player, is a player that at 18 years old forced himself into the England squad for the Euros. Uh, like, you know, we didn't exactly... We, we, we just brought on guys that we have at our disposal. So you have Middlesbrough and you have West Ham, both teams sitting just sitting back and attacking. So the brilliant-minded Jose Mourinho, who just happened to have lunch with Sir Ferguson two weeks ago, says oh i don't need a back four a back three or even a back two like he did against burrow and like when you throw on ibrahim martial um rashford mata herrera um mkhitaryan you know like when your most defensive player on the under herrera and uh you have every attacking player on the squad other than wayne rooney on the field goals are gonna come and it didn't take long for all of a sudden those to actually come and not surprised. And then, you know, against West Ham, he then goes, okay, the goal, let's go back to a back four because West Ham are going to come at us now. And he's going to benefit by getting the Zlatan goal that was about a mile offside. But uh, it makes up for the fact that he had one wrongly called back. Yeah, the, uh, a really the nice before. one, too. So, yeah, so for Zlatan's statistics, they balance out. Mm, although it would have been better if he scored that one on New Year's Eve. It would have, yeah, but it then we'd put him at, comeback. It would have put him at, like, I think, I think it was 50 Ooh, it goals for 2016. Yeah. It would have tied him with Messi for most, for most of the, in the season. Yeah. You're right. It would have, but we wouldn't have most had in the ca- Most in the calendar year, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, most in the calendar year. Messi had 51, okay. Zlatan had 50. Yeah. Oh, or well. club. I guess, but, I guess 50 take away. is okay. He a, his assist on Martial's goal was gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, he's pretty good at that. Yeah, he's playing like, he's let's, in let's, fantastic form. He's in his best form this season. They have, they have, they, you know, everybody's throwing onto Mourinho right now, and it's like the guy's got five hundred million pounds worth of players on his bench, and he's just throwing them on the field all at once. Yeah. Like it's bound to create a goal when when he's saying, "Hey, I'm going to throw on eight world class attack players and just play with two defenders because you're not attacking me." Yeah, and I mean. It- Maybe it's just taking some time for the players to just sort of gel together too, because I I feel like both well Pogba d- didn't have great showing against West Ham, but uh, Pogba Slatan is in fine form despite his old age. So I'm not gonna say he, had a, he didn't have a great showing in the time. He just straight up was invisible in the first half. Yeah. You didn't know he was playing. Hmm. So we'll see if United can keep it going. I mean, very interesting game against uh, Liverpool next time around here, Sunday, January 15th. Whew. We got Reading in the FA Cup first. Yeah. Thing at a time. 
Jose Mourinho, big fan of the FA Cup. He's taking this seriously. Trust me. Uh, well, I, I mean, sound like Trump right there. He he better rest, <laughs> he better rest Slatan for this one. Oh, Ooh, yeah. said by Seb, not me. Yeah. Said by Seb, not me. <laughs> this is definitely a game where you let Rashford play up up front. Seb, I feel like your strategic analysis of Man U with Zlatan in the squad is like the proud father coaching his son's sport teams, being like, oh, I really want to play you every game, but I probably should. Yeah, I got to let the other kids play too. Otherwise, I get I mean, the, the, phone calls the from angry truth parents. Is, <laughs> phone the calls truth from is, angry one Mata. Yeah. The truth is that, I mean, he has been phenomenal. And he isn't getting hurt right now. And as I keep saying, you know, like, let's, hey, let's play him for 60 minutes and sit off. That sounds good if you're up 3-0. But if you're up 2-1 or 1-0, you can't do that because Zlatan is the best defender at set pieces in the 88th minute. Yes. You know, you watch the other team, they launch a set piece in, it's headed out by Zlatan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and that's 88 minutes into the game. So it's not even like you could say, oh, he's killing us out there. You know, like, this is one of the one times where I could believe Mourinho when he actually looks at the media and goes, look, I want to take him off, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and if you're in, in the need of holding up the ball, I mean, he's so good at that too. So I understand why he's on uh, there, but this is a game. He's no, he's no Josie Altador. Josie Altador is the Leo <laughs> Messi of hold-up play. Giroud <laughs> <laughs> is better. Altidore. No, Josie Altador is, that's, I mean, Josie Altador, that's, Listen to anybody talk about Josie Altador. It's all they talk about is his hold-up play. It has to be amazing. Giroud has other things going for him. He's got the meaty forehead, good looks. You know, Josie <laughs> Altador, hold-up play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I did, okay. Altador and Slatan should not be mentioned in the same sentence. Let's just well then don't then don't say, try to tell me that Zlatan's one of the best hold-up players in the world because. The, Altador is in a category of his own. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, their opponents, West Ham. Uh, two straight losses. They lost against United, and before that, they lost against Leicester on the road, New Year's Eve. So, uh, down to 13th place here now. Defense still a bit leaky. Negative 12 goal differential. And they tried to, <laughs> they tried to get Jermaine Defoe for t- Million. Oh God. Two million? No, they tried for six and Sunderwin were like GTFO. Oh. So they said <laughs> so they came back and they said, All right, what price do you want to sell them for? And if I were Sunderwin, if I were Sunderwin, I would come back with whatever amount of money uh next year's Premier League teams get just for being in the Premier League. Yeah. Because if they sell the they're out. So it's you know what? Like that's how much Jermaine Defoe is worth to us. Because without him, with him, or without him, we have no shot at that money. With him, uh, maybe. So if if you want us to get rid of it, you better guarantee us that money. Yeah, it is. It's kind of amazing considering how abysmally they started the season. That they're. I, I mean, I thought, admittedly, I thought that like the beginning of October that in the beginning of this month and the new year, we would already be able to say Sunderland are going down no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it's I mean, hilarious. Good on them. Jermaine Defoe was actually like, you can actually say that that Jermaine Defoe was actually worth 
such a such an amount of money. You could quantify yeah. how much money Jermaine Defoe is worth. Yes. And in truth, he's worth a lot more than someone like, uh, you know, he's he's worth more right well, now than, he's, than Anthony Martial is. Well, he's you know, he's like, worth. He's worth more to them. He's worth more to Sunderland than Anthony Martial is worth to Manchester United. Right. That's exactly my point. Is you know, yeah, like, exactly. Is if if I'm Sunderland, it's like that's how much you need to you need to really pony up uh, to get to to get Jermaine Defoe. Like, you know, if somebody came along and they said to United, "We'll give you sixty-five million for Anthony Martial," I think they would say yes. Uh, but Sunderland, it's like, no, you got to give us a hundred something million right now. Let's talk about two more teams before we move on to the FA Cup. Uh, we can talk about Sunderland, actually. Uh, so, 4-1 defeat against Burnley at Turf Moor, of course, on New Year's Eve. And then they got that scrappy 2-2 draw at home against Liverpool. They're one point off safety. And it's getting really interesting now. And with Who's this? Sunderland. Yeah, Moyes is finally, it's a while, but he's molding the team into his team of fighters. Yeah, but it, it's scary to see how poor, like if you look from Watford and down in the table, so from 14th to 20th, just how poor mm-hmm. the form is on those teams. Everybody, every, but you know what it also is? They've all been playing the big teams, yeah. and the big teams don't lose to these guys. There's a gap. Yeah. In the league, in the quality, and in the consistency, and everything. It's we. How many? How many weeks have we been saying this when we when we predict games? It's like, you know, there's no team. You know, teams go out there and they beat somebody three one week, and then they lose four nil the next week. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like one team that is in in real trouble is Watford because they got four losses, a draw, and one draw in their last five, and they looked horrible. Yes, they've lost to Man City and to Tottenham, but they also lost against Sunderland. They got a 1-1 draw against Crystal Palace, a lucky 1-1 draw against Crystal Palace, and then they lost against Stoke. But, you know, they, to me, they it strikes me as not quite as pronounced as the Crystal Palace surge and then just hope that that surge is a wide enough parachute that mm-hmm. we saw last year. But it's somewhat analogous to... Uh, Paulie, what you were referencing earlier with Manu, right? Like you've gone on this great win streak and then you look at the table and you're just like, ah, oh, hell, there's still 10 points. And I kind of feel that the same is true of Watford in the opposite direction. It's like they've been abysmal lately and yet they started so much stronger than did Sunderland, for example, who've played relatively well mm-hmm. comparatively. And yet they still have a seven-point cushion on Sunderland. Yeah. But in the last, you know, three weeks their form has been totally opposite. Yeah, it's been crap. Uh, another team that's been crap, that's Crystal Palace. Same thing for them. Their four losses, one draw in the last five. Uh, Big Sam coming in. He got a draw in the first game there against Watford. But then a loss against Arsenal, New Year's Day, 2 nothing, And then a loss at home against Swansea on Tuesday. You know what they should try to do? What? Bow out of the FA Cup. Because they did this last year. And, and the last year, you know, they went to the FA final and they were one dancing Alan Pardew away from winning the whole thing. Oh, yeah, dancing Alan um, Pardew. <laughs> That's a good gift. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they kept winning FA Cup matches and we kept being like, oh, okay. They 
win. They beat a Premier League side. You know, they're going to take this. They're going to get some momentum. Then they go and they lose 3-0. Like, you know what? This year, try to do the whole, like, you know what? We just don't have to, you know, we're going to get that uh, third weekend in January off. We're going to... We're gonna uh, we're gonna get a week off here in February. We're we're not gonna have to. Let's not add fixture congestion to the list of things to do right now. Let's focus strictly on winning on getting ourselves out of the league. But same thing as always, everybody else kind of sucks. So just you know, tread water for it and go on your run in March and April and get out of there. And they have Big Sam, who's the man to do that. Yeah, we'll see if he can pull it off again. They're one point ahead of Sunderland right now. With that, let's move over to the FA Cup, the third round, which means that the teams from the Premier League and the Championship enters the tournament. And uh, things kick off on Friday with West Ham taking on Manchester City at the London Stadium. I believe it's one of four matchups where it's all Premier League sides. Uh, We'll just... Talk briefly about these and give our predictions. Uh, how have we... I mean? I know I've said yes. this. I know I've said this before, uh, especially as I think last year we we've now been doing this for a year. I think mm-hmm. our first show was either right before, oh, yeah. or right after. Oh, yeah, that uh, occurred to me. Uh, this, third round no, of this, this is our our one year anniversary show. Awesome, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Hey. yeah awesome, Tom. Um, this is by far the best weekend of the year for soccer. This is like absolutely my favorite weekend. I'm to wake up bright and early at 7.30 on, on, on Saturday, and I'm just going to be like, heaven. And as as we just dis- dissolved the schedule when we were talking before the show, and we were saying, what games are there? And I was like, I just need, I need a good championship versus League 2 game or just any game like at like a League 2 stadium. And got 10 a.m. on Saturday. You get Sutton United, who I don't even know who they are, taking on Wimbledon for just the team that beat us in the League Cup and had Delhi Alley. While you also get Barrow, who I believe are League One, taking Rochdale, who are like the quintessential England, there's always mud on their shirt team. Oh, no, no. Barrow mm-hmm. is conference. Oh, Barrow is... Look at... Dude, that's going to be a game <laughs> where, like, you're looking at it. You, you're not going to... The camera angle is going to make you dizzy because it's going to be at the in like row 11 of their high school bleachers. Yeah. Rochdale <laughs> is in league, league one. Yeah. Like, well, Rochdale just always seemed to make it to like the third round. Yeah. And you're, I, I hope it's raining there where you're just going to get like a muddy, <laughs> muddy slop. There's going to be like one stand uh, on the far side of the field, but like probably no advertising board. So it, it's going to look like the people in the first row are on the field. Oh, oh my God! And this this is a stadium that's probably never seen an HD camera, and they're gonna have one in like row eleven, and probably one side of the field you'll see like a parking lot. Yeah, Sutton. Oh, I, can't, I can't wait. Sutton United also conference side Wimbledon also League One. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Oh my yeah. God! You got Wanderers against Stourbridge. Uh, they're in the Northern Premier. What? Yeah, the Premier League North. Yeah, uh, yeah. Division, yeah, that's Division Five. Oh. No, division. Yeah, division. No, division six. Oh, six. No, the I th- actually, I think it's seven because Arsenal are about to sign a player from there. <laughs> okay, of course yeah. we are. And then, uh, <laughs> by the way, and, yeah. and just to think that these are the same teams that are competing with United and Liverpool. Like the game, 
the Liverpool match at Exeter City last year where like fans were just hanging out of a building, of, of an adjacent building to watch that game. And you could see the field from that building with no obstructed views because the stadium is so damn small. Like, oh, I love this tournament. Yep. <laughs> After the fourth round, though, it gets boring. But that's because then you get like, oh, Tottenham and Crystal Palace. And it's like, okay, like, where's the excitement there? Well, I think they have, uh, I forget the name of it, but they do have a tournament for the teams in the lower divisions. If you're wrong. The FA Trophy. trophy. The FA, yeah, the FA Trophy. I have no idea if Johnson's There's also, paint is still sponsoring them. Yes, paint is the sponsor. There's also the FA Vase, which is for teams that are completely out of the league. Yeah. Um, the FA Vase, you have to compete in the FA Vase one year, and then next year you can enter into the FA Cup. Um, and there is so the FA Sunday Cup, which is for like Sunday pub leagues. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a Sunday pub league and you don't actually have a stadium, because literally last looked up all the rules for entering the FA Cup because my friend was like, yo, can we do it? And I was like, it's actually not that hard. You just need to be good at you just need to be good at the game, right? Yeah. It's like you you literally just need to have a stadium. Um and you need to compete in like the FA Vase one year and then you can enter into like the qualification of the FA Cup. That's when it gets then it's like you have to win like seven qualifiers to make it to like third round of the FA Cup. And actually play against a good team. Yep. Okay, so we got West Ham, Man City. Are both teams going to rotate pretty heavily here? I don't want to spend much time on this game because I feel like they're better games to talk about. I mean, the so City have players to rotate to. Like, they are all suspended. They, the City have to worry about keeping 11 guys on the field. Yeah. Uh, the Fernando brother is suspended again. You spent, this is like Gabriel his Jesus, third red they card. Do get Gabriel yeah, it's uh, Fernandinho's third red card in the last like. You know what? Six I'm gonna games. go out on a limb and say. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Sergio Aguero plays in this game okay. because he, he was suspended. He's still trying to get matches under him. Mm-hmm. He'll play. Okay. Yeah, West Ham. They should <laughs> just don't play anyone you really need in this one. Wouldn't surprise me if West Ham do play people and win. They played a game early in the season. Yeah. City went up 3-0 real quick, and West Ham came back 3-2 real quick, and then City held on for dear life. Yeah. Early Saturday morning, Manchester United, Reading. That's the early game, 7.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, I mean, I'm, I really hope that Mourinho takes this opportunity to rest Slatan, plays Rashford up front. I said it before. I also hope to yeah, see... Yeah, you still need... I hope to see some of the younger players from the under twenty three squad as well. Am I? Yeah, I'm. I'm. He, he mitigated that two weeks ago. Said nobody's ready to play yet. Ugh. Like he probably won't even play for Mensa. He should though. I know, but he should still play Mickey Tarian. Uh, he should still play. Uh, this is first of all, this is a manager who really likes the FA Cup. He in that documentary last year where he spoke to Gary Lineker talking about his memories as a child, waking up in Portugal and just watching FA Cup games. So he very much wants to win this game, uh, wants to win this this trophy. Yeah, but so, you, can, you can still introduce one or two players. Like yeah, yeah. Sean Goss played really I well. I agree with you. I agree with you, but like he's also sitting here going, oh, I feel bad because you know I haven't given Ashley Young any chances or I haven't given Memphis a chance to run there. So it's he's more likely to give Memphis like, 
minute run out rather than, you know, Memphis who has one and four toes out the door. Yeah. Rather than like a chance to a guy who maybe could come up and make an impression. But like he also, you know, still have to play Mickey Tarian. You got to give him a run of games. Um, like, please play Schweiner. Play someone to fill in for Carrick that's not named Fellaini. Mm-hmm. Who, it wouldn't surprise me if we see Fellaini. Sean Oh, yeah, Goss. I think he might start. I'm telling oh, you, Sean Goss would have been the guy. Let's talk about a different game. <laughs> play Tuan Sebe. Play, something, so, give me we, something. Just, just talk just about a different game. that Fellaini's actually going to start, and I think he might. Yeah. Okay, different Let's game. Let's talk about a different game. Birmingham City, <laughs> Newcastle United. Newcastle, they're playing well. They are playing well. They have they're, a manager. They're second they still have place. Rafa? What? Yeah, they got they Rafa. Still have Rafa oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, Newcastle make a run. In this but tournament. Birmingham, who's the manager for Birmingham? Eh, too late. Gianfranco Sola <laughs> was appointed about a month ago. Okay, Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing well. Dwight Gale uh, tearing up the championship there. He's the league leading scorer. With 19 goals in 21 appearances. So that's money well spent as they got him from Crystal Palace over the summer. Uh, what else do we have that's looking uh, like it could be something interesting? We've already talked about a couple of those smaller games, but. Um, well, we have Arsenal without Sanchez, without Ozil. Yeah, Preston, Preston North End. Preston. That's a late yeah. game. I, you know, the only thing that I'm going to say about that is that, Paulie, you're talking about the headline of. Arsene Wenger will rotate the squad. And, like, yeah, it's totally obvious that he will. But I think that part of that is just hedging bets in case they lose. So you can be like, oh, well, you know, now, it's, now it's a shock. It's like, well, look, this is an away game in the FA Cup. They're always tricky fixtures. I don't care if it's lower league opposition. That is one of the best parts. But the annoying part is, like, you know, if that game is tied with 10 minutes to go, pressed it. Are, they're no longer like you don't have to worry about losing. Yeah, no. Like Preston will sit back and be like, "All right, we'll take our trip to the Emirates and and go on and get smoked." Right, like yeah, check game. You know, mm. go up, you get a check, and you get and you lose by fifty. Yep. Like week two in college. Football. Yeah, Tottenham they take on Aston Villa. We all know how poor Villa were last season in the Premier League. They're being mediocre. Guess what? They're just as poor this year. No, they're being mediocre in the championship. They're mid-table in the championship. Yeah, mediocre. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, Dude, they... this is the this team in the Premier League last yeah. year. So, uh... I mean, at least Newcastle has some dignity to, like, be fighting it out at the top. Yeah. No, at Villa, they're, they're poor, poor. But uh, they do have one interesting player in Jack Grealish. So we'll see if he plays. And then Monday, one game. That's Cambridge United against Leeds United. You know what, Cambridge, they were a cool story two years ago when we got to see them on TV against uh, against Manchester United. Now they play Leeds United, who were famous for used to be in the Premier League, and mm-hmm. they are where the Robert League. Snodgrass came from. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. they were the last team they were the last team to win the first division. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should say the Cam- Cambridge right now, they're seventh in League Two. And uh, where do we find Leeds? They're in League One, but I think they're on their way. No, they're, well, no, they're, they're, they're in, in the, the championship. championship. I'm, just, I'm just looking what... And they're fighting for promotion. 
They're in fifth. So yes, they're all in one of those play- oh, yeah. playoff they, uh, promotion spots. They can be spots. in the Premier League. And look, I know. Oh, I that'd know be that, great. Like, that would be great. No, United are supposed to. I know United are supposed to hate Leeds. Uh, yes. By the time I became a United fan, I think Leeds were already down. Uh, I want Leeds to come back up. Okay. Yeah, no, you I'm, know it's funny. If only it's if, funny that you... if only just to get the rivalry back. Like if only yeah. for it's like all right, here we go. We're going to Ellen Road. Like yeah. I love that. Yeah, and I it's funny that you say that, Paulie, because I was talking to my friend Drew um, after the Arsenal match on New Year's Day. And we were saying the exact same things. Like, you know what? I'm a student of history, so I get it. I get that a rivalry once existed, you know, but like, I don't really care about Nottingham Forest, like in the same way that you don't really care about Leeds, but I would love to see that rivalry renewed. Now, granted, if, you know, th- those teams were to take points off of either of our clubs, we would eat those words and say, well, now they can go to hell. But that's the whole point, right? You know, well, yeah, no. like, if, I, if I would I, love to see them promote. I don't know what the feeling among Sunderland fans are, but like, you know, they were going at it with new last year both of them in the relegation zone i'm sure sunderland fans love the whole like haha we stayed up you went down thing but i think if you ask sunderland fan like what's your ideal scenario going into the season it would be like well we they'd be like oh we finished mid-table where we're not in the relegation battle and like newcastle comes back up we could play them the following year yeah yeah i mean i'm old enough that i do remember Leeds being a good side uh playing the champions league even so yeah, I, I mean, want to I see. I, yes, Leeds... I want to see them back up, but I want to see them go back down straight again. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want them to come back up, but I'll send you right back down. Yeah, there's definitely that. And oh, don't don't forget. Like, I remember the last time we played you, or I think we actually played them in the league recently, and we beat them. Um, but I do remember you coming to Old Trafford and beating us, and I haven't forgotten about that. Yeah. I will say, I think like the first club soccer game I ever saw was Leeds United in the Champions League because I was homesick from school one day and I was I was watching ESPN2 and like the next thing I know, soccer starting and it was Leeds United. And I was like, mm. what the hell is this? Yeah, I saw Leeds play a friendly game in Sweden. I was about seven or eight, maybe nine. George Graham was the man, their manager at the time and he gave me a Leeds pin and I threw it away. <laughs> I wouldn't like... But I would root for them to come back up. I do also want Brighton and Hub Albion to come up. They're my uh, horse in the race for the that good quintessential English team that mm. I don't know if they would know what I don't know what if they would know what to do with all the money that they got. Yeah, know? that's true. That's probably more than all the money in in and in Hub combined. God, no, I want to see Newcastle go back up. I want to see Leeds go back up so they can go back down again, and then I want to see Sheffield Wednesday back. In the Premier yeah, League. the Owls! Yeah, Woo. that would be my dream scenario. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode, unless we got any final thoughts. We got anything? Silly season? No? Uh, is Lindelof coming? Is he not? Like I, They're saying that he's... It's back on. Last I heard it was back on. Yeah. Like, like let's just make the deal already. Come yeah, on. Yeah, we'll see. Like, we're, we're Phil Jones... Got killed last game. Marcos Rojo is a two-footed challenge away from a three-game suspension. Uh, Eric Bailly is off in Africa in yep. Gabon. God only knows if he's coming back from Gabon. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabon. But yeah, other than that, uh, Josie Altador back at the U.S. team as their best hold-up striker. In the- oh, that's my final thought: is Chris Wondolowski oh. okay. back in the oh, U.S. God. team, like he never left? Uh, 
really makes it awkward for all those people who are like, you have to fuck Jurgen Klinsman. He started Chris Wondolowski in a, in a, in a Copa America semifinal. And it's like, well, guess what? He's, he ain't going anywhere. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. Also, and all 32 players MLS based. Granted, they're well, friendly. It's, it's, still. Right. I mean, I get it. And I, I, I won't lie to you. I am rooting for Chris Wondolowski to start one of these plays because I think people's heads will explode. Uh, <laughs> Serena gave a Facebook live today where he just, he barely even, he was like stuttering over words. He was, he sounded like the least confident person ever. Mm-hmm. He named his coaching staff, which filled with LA galaxy guys, uh, you know, who you're not trying to win an LS cup here. You're trying to qualify for the world cup. Uh, it, what I find the funniest though, is there's a large section of MLS fans who have been crying for Benny Fellhaber to get back in the team because he's taking up MLS. And these are the same people who have been yelling at Quinsman for constantly including Wondolowski in the team when no one in MLS scores more than Chris Wondolowski consistently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to say that Paul Clement is the new Swansea manager. I don't know why he accepted that role because it seems like it's a doomed adventure at this point. That's the yeah, well, third manager of the season. If he gets fired like at the beginning of February and they're like, well, we gave you a transfer window and you did nothing. Yep. <laughs> hey, we, we gave you 85 days. Hey. <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But geez. pretty soon they're just going to start selling lottery tickets at the stadium itself. Or who wants to be manager next week? Yeah, seriously. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, I read an article about it. It's like managers these days are just, you know, they're all caretakers. And I this is what I'm advocating. Earlier in the season, I was like, Mourinho got the players in there. Now you just like go out there and get Zidane. Real Madrid have won more trophies under Zinedine Zidane than games that they've lost. Mm-hmm. That's, That's crazy. Yeah, we should. Like, I mean, do you and Zinedine has no managerial experience. It's nope. just bring in a player, like bring in Ryan to pick eleven names out of a hat and say, "Hey guys, go attack, defenders, defend. Yep. Uh, midfielders, get back and help out." Yeah, I mean, Zidane only did the uh, Castilla team for like a season or something like that. Um, right. So, yeah. it's, and if you look at Real Madrid's tactics, it's like they pass the ball a lot until the ball finds, ends up on the foot of Ronaldo or Bale, and then like the passing really stops. Like Ronaldo, Bale, and Benzema don't pass together, and yeah. it still works. So it's, it's literally, he's, he literally puts 11 guys up and he says, uh, all right, so you seven – uh, you guys just defend and pass each other. Eventually, one of you give it to Ronaldo or Bale and then let them do something. Yeah. Now, if we look at Clement's uh, CV real quick, I mean, he was assistant manager at Chelsea, assistant manager at Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid, and most recently Bayern Munich. But the only head coaching job he's had was Derby County, and that didn't end well. So we'll see how he does with Swansea. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norin, Paulie's P. Quistel, WFAN, and Elliot is Keats was better. So uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Until then, enjoy that FA Cup weekend. Goodbye.
Everton. 